This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 185 of the Sports Podcast. I'm Adam and joining me this week is Should be good to go into it, but yeah, personally, not too bad. Nothing to sidetrack, distraction like to, to be distracted by this week, like we had last time when I was on. So, uh, <laughs> fingers crossed we can stay on top of it this time. Yeah, no, we'll be all right. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a huge amount of news this week, um, coming out of the club. I mean, there is one thing that we're going to touch on, but um, yeah, a couple of games to talk about, uh, that we've had and two. Very strong results, very strong performances. Um, I, I'm a little bit amazed at, at how many points we've taken from from teams this month. When we all sort of said it was going to be a very difficult run um, over the next, you know, four or five weeks or a couple of weeks ago, when we said that. So it's, um, yeah, we'll start obviously with Saturday. Um, you know, Sheffield Wednesday. It's it's the second time we've played them in the league. Um, and well, you know they they kind of do what they do, don't they? They bring a they bring enough fans to fill the away end. Um, everybody's having a bit of a, a bit of a party, and um, we didn't quite get the same result as as last year at home. But uh, yeah, coming away one all, I thought it was uh, a really really strong result and a, a very good performance. Um, I thought maybe first half possibly gave Barry Bannon a little bit too much space and a little bit too much time on the ball. Um, but they didn't create a huge amount that had, you know, I wasn't worried outside of maybe the first five or 10 minutes. Um, how was, how, how did you see it? I think Wednesday are probably the, the most complete side that we've played. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think in terms of like physicality and being able to, sustain attacks and things like that. I thought they were very good in terms of you know that you know they're, they're a big side this year, aren't they? They've got some big bodies in there. The likes of yeah. um Smith, the Hickway, um Palmer at wing backs, most not small, Marvin Johnson as well. He's he's pretty tall. So um yeah, I was pretty impressed by Wednesday, more more than I was Ipswich. Um I think the first sort of five, ten minutes, I think we had an early corner, didn't we? But that was about it in terms of how we got into their half. Um, 
from then on in, they sort of just bossed the play. And when you've got a midfield duo of, of Will Volks, who obviously got promoted out of this division with Rotherham previously and has played for Cardiff in the Championship for a couple of years now, and Barry Bannon, who, um, you know, you know, not to put it bluntly, but he's definitely too good for the level and probably shouldn't be gracing the League One pitch. Yeah, um, he's got no, he's got no right playing in League One. No, I no, 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 and there's a there's a few players in the league that are probably the same, and they all play for the same sort of club, don't they? Um, mm. But but really impressed with the way they zip the ball around. Um, you know, they they were pretty much penned in our half, weren't they? Keeping the ball didn't allow us really to touch it. So, you know. But but then you obviously you come away thinking we've got a point against one of the sides that are going to be up there towards the end of the season because I think if you finish above Sheffield Wednesday you'll be automatically promoted um, if not title winners so um, yeah really happy with with, with the point um, obviously I think Mark's changed it around at half time a little bit um, which I'm sure we'll, we'll come into later about you know, the the ins and outs of the game but. Um, Relatively happy with a point. I think um, maybe the last twenty minutes we could have gone on and won the game potentially. Whether that's being, you know, me sat here with my, my Lincoln City glasses on, but um, yeah, no, just, just happy with a point. Um, just keep, you know, like you say that we had a really tough run this month, haven't we? Um, mm-hmm. I think I said from the, the games against Bolton, Charlton, Ipswich, Wednesday, and Barnsley. I think I would have taken five points and and, and we've, we took eight from those. So. Um, really good run, and obviously it's seen as catapult up the league table as well. Um, the last couple of weeks, so yeah, good good point on uh, on Saturday against a really really strong side. Yeah, and obviously you know we'll we'll talk about um, we'll talk about the goals because we've got to. Um, the, their goal was you know obviously a mistake from Rushworth and sort of played it out and. You know, Mark Kennedy came out afterwards and said uh, that the ball to O'Connor was on all day. It's mm. kind of a ball that he was looking to use as the out ball. Um, but I, I don't know if he, if he just thought, you know, perspective or whatever that the Wednesday player was was well away. Um, but he, you know, obviously wasn't a, wasn't the best of balls. And I did like the fact that you know Mark Kennedy came out afterwards and said, "I can accept that." You know, I'm not. I'm not angry. I'm not fuming with the goal because people will make mistakes. You know, we've got a young team and all the rest of it. And I think that was a good way of maybe not deflecting criticism, but kind of reinforcing the belief that this is a team that's developing. And, you know, if you're ever going to grow in life, you you need to make a mistake. And ultimately, you know, if you're a keeper, your mistakes get noticed a lot more than if you're a, you know, if you're in midfield. So, um, yeah, good to see the reaction to that. Um, but it was just a, it was a bit of a howler, um, and it's the same now as you look at uh, the game against Bolton. It was two individual mistakes there that cost us two goals. It's an individual mistake that cost us against Sheffield Wednesday. It's like I don't necessarily think we we would have gone and won the game on Saturday if if that hadn't have happened. I think it probably would have tightened up a little bit more. Maybe potentially could have snuck a winner, but um, yeah. A, a, a frustrating moment, but uh, let's hope he learns from it. Yeah, and as a goalkeeper, I can 100% um, sympathise with with Carl Rushworth because you know that that ball to Paulie O'Connor, like Mark said, and you just said there, was on pretty much 90% of the time. I think perhaps what what Carl has done, and, and this isn't a criticism, maybe um, similar to what Sean Rowan did a few weeks ago at Bolton with a throw in, um, perhaps just didn't pay enough attention to the picture that was playing out live in front of him. Um, 
but but Carl has got listen. Carl's got enough credit in the bank. Um, I, I think um, some of his performances have been match winning, and you've got to only look at the amount of clean sheets that we've got so far this season. I think this time last year we we only had one. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think we've got maybe four or five now, uh, and that says everything. And and you know, I, I said this on the on the West End show as well, and then we'll come on to Barnsley. But to have a performance like he did against Barnsley, where it was so impressive straight after the disappointment of the, of the mistake against Sheffield Wednesday shows you the type of character and tells you the type of person that he is. So, um, look, yeah, it was, it was a mistake from Carl, but, um, I can imagine we'll be thanking Carl, um, more times and then we'll be, you know, hurling abuse at him for, for a mistake because, you know, like you, like you said, the, if you're a goalkeeper and you make a mistake, 99% of the time it ends up in the back of your net, you know, speaking from experience and I'm sure many Sunday league goalkeepers would, would, would epitomise. I know Dave Kirkbright, who listens to the bodies, he's a Sunday league keeper, I'll tell you the same. So, um, yeah, I, disappointing, but, um, you know, Rushy has, uh, has, has won us more points in his costas this year and, you know, mm-hmm. mistakes happen. He's, he's what, 22, 21 years old. So, you know, you, you expect that from, from a young keeper. But um, he's not really made any mistakes apart from that one, really, this year, has he, to be fair to him? So. Not really. I mean, I, I did see I did see some criticism of him, um, you know, in, around the time. I just thought, well, it's. I think it's probably a bit harsh. I mean, obviously, people are quick to react. But like you said, we've, we've got six clean sheets in the league so far. We've played 14 games, which... That's not a bad return, you know. It's not a. That's, that's pretty damn good for for where we've been in previous seasons. Like you said, I think this time last season we only had uh, one clean sheet to our name, and this year we've got six. So um, yeah, and then you know, moving on, um, Danny Mandroyu uh, scoring his second goal in two games. Obviously, the first one came against uh, the under twenty ones last week in the EFL Trophy. Um, really smart move with uh, you know nice little. Nice little triangle um, being played around two Sheffield Wednesday players. Um, ball threaded through to Mandroy, who just took it in his stride and uh, and slide it home. And it was a, a lovely finish really early on in the half as well, wasn't it? it was, I think there were some people still coming back to the seats after getting uh, a half-time pay. Yeah, um, my my boss was at the game and, and she said she was getting her chips when, when the goal gone in. So, um, <laughs> well then, Jess... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, like like you said, I, I think it's um, Matty Virtue, uh, is it TJ and, and maybe Ben House playing yeah. that sort of triangle down the right hand side. I mean, we'll come on to Barnsley again, but similar sort of thing happened Barnsley for the for the goal as well. Um, so really cute sort of triangle of passes, and and obviously the ball falls to Ben Close, and, and Ben Close, Ben Close, who plays for Doncaster, <laughs> um, Ben House, uh, crikey, uh, ben, ben House, obviously. You know, it helps that he's better with his feet than a lot of other centre forwards. Um, mm-hmm. Plays a really lovely ball in it. If you look at it, it's not too heavy that's going to run away to Stockdale, and it's not too sort of light so that he's going to come rushing out and try and credit him. You know, to be fair, David Stockdale is probably about what fifty-five stone, um, so I don't think he's going to be running anywhere. But yeah, like you say, Danny, really nice finish um, outside of his foot. It looked like from where I was sat into the bottom corner. I mean, stop there again. He sort of goes down in stages, doesn't he? Um, you know, if you're a Wednesday yeah. fan, you're going to be gutted because I think if Rush was in the Sheffield Wednesday goal, he probably saves it. Um, mm. But you know, a, a really good finish from, from Danny, and uh, clearly it, it's given him a bit of confidence because on, on Tuesday again he was, was fantastic. So yeah, great finish, and 
probably could have had another one before the end of the game, but I think that's being greedy. A point against <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday is pretty decent. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I think when you look at you know, like I said a little bit earlier, you look at how many points we've taken off the you know the big boys that we've we've played so far. Um, you know, the, the sort of the big hitters in the league that you'd expect to do well. Um, obviously, if we put the Peterborough game aside, um, you, you're looking at what. One all against Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, we've got one beat Ipswich one nil on their own patch. Um, nil nil at home to Charlton, which in hindsight doesn't look like too bad a result given some of the results that they've had since. Um, and then you know, I think it's probably a, a, a well, obviously the two 0 win against Derby as well. Let's not forget that. Um, it's it's been a decent decent return um, at the moment, and it, it doesn't seem like there's much disquiet in the camp either. It seems like everybody's, you know, kind of pulling in the right direction and doesn't seem to be many things that, you know, people are complaining about, which I know, again, it's, it's something that Gaz says, but it's very easy to look at things like that when you're getting good results and when you're winning. Um, you know, you'll obviously have the old the odd moaner on social media, but it's it's interesting to see the general tone of conversation shift when something like this is going on where we're getting decent results, we're putting in decent performances. Um, and I think that bond that a lot of people were hoping for between the fans and, and the club and, you know, the management and stuff like that, that seems to be coming back quite strongly now. Um, so, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll move on to kind of where this is leading to, which Tuesday night um, away at Oakwell, um, haven't won there since it was two points a game, apparently. Um, but seventy six on it, seventy six is what. Well, yeah, in well. in the league, obviously, you know, we had the we had the Papa Johns um, a few weeks back, but you know, in the league, haven't won there since it was two points a game. Um, and I mean, again, similar to the Sheffield Wednesday game, I felt a little bit uneasy for the first ten, maybe fifteen minutes or so. Um, I thought Barnsley came out very strong. You know, they played some decent football, tried to get in, uh, tried to get in behind us and, and put us under pressure. But once again, soaked it up really well. Um, and then just before, you know, just before the halftime whistle went, it was that man again. Um, a little bit of a defensive, not quite get out of jail or a little bit of a defensive tussle, but some good work, um, you know, on, on the left uh from the left back position. Um, I can't remember exactly who was involved at that point, to be honest, but it found its way to Jack Diamond, who played one hell of a ball over the top and uh, Mandroy took it in his stride and um, scored. And that's not an easy finish either. You look at that back, it's not an easy finish from where he's hit it from. Um, but yeah, no, low into the right, uh, bottom right hand corner. Um, absolutely cracking goal. Uh, but, you know, again, similar setup to. Sheffield Wednesday, similar setup um, to Ipswich, where we'll try and soak up as much as we can, kind of lure them in and, and hit them on the break, isn't it? The minute, yeah. Um, I was, you know, just just moving on to, to Barnsley. Obviously, you know, really good result. Another club that have just come down from the Championship. Obviously, the year we got into the League One playoffs, they you know got got themselves into the Championship playoffs. So they're, they're absolutely no mugs. Um, yeah, I, I think the first half. Um, Barnsley obviously they, they had a really poor result on the Saturday before they, they went to Morecambe and got beat by a goal to nil um, obviously Morecambe were down the bottom probably were bottom of the table when when that happened so 
Um, Michael Duff was after a reaction from his Barnsley players, and I think he got one in the first 10, 10 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. I think they they ping the ball around really well. They've, they've got some really good players. Josh Martin, who was at Doncaster last year, was probably their best player. Um, James Norwood, as we know more than, than most clubs, can, can score a goal as well as being a bit of a prick. Um, and then, you know, they've got some really good technical players in midfield. I, I think they had um, Herbie Kane, who got sent off against um, for Oxford against us last year as well. So they had a really good squad. And, and they, to be fair to them, they, they put the pressure on us really early. Um, you know, we were sort of camped in our final, in our defensive third. They were causing us a few problems, especially sort of overloads in wide positions. Obviously, they played the wing backs as well. So you've got... I think it was Nicky Cadenot on one side, and I, I can't for the life of me remember the left wing back, but they seem to be having us on toast quite a bit, um, I can remember. And they were playing very, very good football up to the 18 yard box. Um, and then uh, then they were sort of struggling really to, to penetrate the, the defensive three. I think it was a good idea to bring Walsh into in for the game obviously um mm-hmm. gives you you know I, I think Danny Cowley always used to speak about it when he was in charge and, and when we signed Scott Wharton that having a left footed centre half is massively beneficial to a, a team and uh, it's balance and um you know having Joe Walsh in there alongside um O'Connor and Regan obviously allowed Regan to move into his preferred sort of right centre back position and then Pordy who probably out of the three is and this is no discredit to him, probably the slowest of the three, um, can move into an area where he's more protected and going to be less exposed by the, by the wingers. So, um, really good tactical idea for, from, from, from Mark. Um, and then, as, as I say, as Barnsley were sort of not being able to break through that brick wall, we sort of had the first massive chance of the game. Um, I think it was a, a, a really, really, you know, we speak about Rushworth, a really good you know throw out with his hands. I don't know how the, the bloke can throw it that far he must be hitting the gym <laughs> at, at the EPC um, you know a really really good throw one to um, over the halfway line over the, the, the I think it was even over the centre back's head and, and Jack Diamond was, was through on goal I think Jack does all the hard work um, yeah. and then just scuffs his shot right at the end and I said this when the, with his chance away at Ipswich as well I think if if this game was coming off the Bristol Rovers game or the Derby game where Jack's in a world full of confidence and stuff like that I think he probably puts it away. Um, I just think at the moment um, he's maybe a little bit out of confidence. But you know what? I'm, I'm sure it will come uh, with Jack Diamond. But um, obviously, like, like I say, you should score there. And then we sort of float for the rest of the first half. It, it's, you know, the ball was mainly kept in the middle of the pitch. They played the ball around nicely. We sort of grew into the game. Gavin Gordon, who was who was on BBC Links, I think, um, said that once we sort of frustrated Barnsley and uh, and had finished. Um, sort of frustrating and we then sort of believed in ourselves a bit more to go further forward so um, all of a sudden Matty Virtue and Max Sanders were 10-20 yards further towards the opposition goal um, and then obviously like you say the goal came um, similar sort of thing to the Sheffield Wednesday goal um, a lovely passing move down the, the left hand side um, so I, I, it doesn't even get mentioned like shown on the highlights which is really frustrating but think it's Matty Virtue involved again and, and he gives the water to Jack Diamond who mm. makes an absolute peach of a delivery through to um through through to Danny. And to be fair to Danny, you've got to give him all the credit in the world because that ball's probably dropping what, thirty yards from out of the sky or something like that. Um yeah. to pick it to take it down on your chest as you're running through on goal. Um 
question. I thought, well, I was obviously I was at Oakwell. I, I thought he might have been offside. I think their mm. supporters thought he might have been. Michael. Dunsey. I mean, when you look at it, when you look at the replay, you obviously can't see where he starts his run from, but he yeah. definitely picks the ball up in an offside position. So, yeah, well, well, Michael Duff. Michael Duff seemed to say that it was a well-timed run, and Michael Duff's in line with it. So, and he's the Barnsley manager. Mm. So, I'm going to go with him. Um, uh, and and. There's just a real streak of composure about Danny Mandroyo at the moment, and it's a lovely finish, a very cultured finish off his left foot. Um, I think it's Collins was the Barnsley goalkeeper. I think he came through at Chelsea, Nathan Collins or something like that. Um, no, you know, he's not a bad goalkeeper. I think he was the one that um, Danny had a tiff with when he was it was on loan at Forest Green. I think it was the keeper that spat at Danny or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, um, we had a bit of a tick with him at Forest Green. I can remember that. Um, but um, yeah, really good finish from from, from Danny. And uh, there were, to be fair, there were some pretty good scenes in the away ends. I don't want to say the L word because I'll get in trouble. <laughs> but um, some, you know, to take you know the, the thousand of us or thirteen hundred of us that were there, it was it was pretty good. And um, from that moment on, you thought, right, well, I, I don't think we're going to lose because we didn't really look like we were going to concede. Barnsley didn't look like opening us up. Um, probably yeah. not until you know. I'm sure we'll, we'll get on to the second half, but probably not until maybe five, ten minutes ago. You were slightly worried that Barnsley might be able to turn the screw it and, and push it up a, bit, a level. But you know, given the defensive performances over the last, well, to be fair, all season the defensive performances have been have been clear of what they were last year. So you never really thought we were going to concede, and definitely never thought we were going to lose the game. Definitely, no. not not at one stage that I think we're going to concede more than one goal there. Um, but yeah, good first half. Um, obviously, scored yeah. the opposite time of the whistle than he did last week. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right. You know that, that there's there's that confidence at the moment that things maybe seem to be kind of clicking. Um, and you know, I said at the time when when we got hammered away at Peterborough, I thought you know. This isn't going to be the norm. This isn't going to be a you know a week in week out situation where we'll get absolutely battered. Um, and thankfully, that's proven to be the case. Where things now, you know, um, Mark Kennedy's approach at the moment seems to very much be: we won't get you know we'll be, make ourselves incredibly hard to beat, and then at that point we can go and win a game. And it's like that. To me, that that's probably more of a beneficial style of football, a beneficial mindset to have. Um, you know, if you go out there gung ho and, and right, we, we can you know we can win this, we can win every game that we play, and we will do. You're going to expose yourself at some point and and leave yourself open. So by making yourself hard to beat, it's it's a a really good mindset by the sounds of it that the players are in. Um, but let's just talk for a minute about the you know the the, the back three. On, on Tuesday night because I thought that any one of them really probably could have had man of the match. Um, same with TJ Omer as well. I think, you know, the, 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 I think they were all pretty damn good. And you, you've got a face on you when I say TJ yes. Omer. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I've, I've had this conversation with a few people. Um, look, I love TJ to bits. I absolutely adore him. I think he's a fantastic footballer. Um, I just didn't think it was his best game on, on Tuesday. I don't think it was his best game. Um, I understand that that people are going to say, well, he's, he's blocked this, he's done this, he's done that. The, the issue I had with TJ is we're 1-0 up away at Barnsley. And I'm, I'm not sure if this would have shown up on the iFollow um, because obviously they follow the ball all the time. 
when Barnsley were on the counter attack and the the, the, the transition the ball, um, he's jogging back and he's not. You know, you've got your eyes, and he looks like he's blowing. So it might not be his fault. He might not be fully fit, but he just wasn't. You know, you think if you're you're one nil up at a ground, you shouldn't really be a goal up at. Um, and you're a defender. For me, you've got. I think um, you've got to bust a gut to get back. I and mean, I might get absolute stick for this, but you know, um, I, I I just didn't think that it was his best game. I didn't see all the hype. Um, it, I think he was quite sloppy in possession as well. Um, I think defensively he did all right, but um, yeah, the just, the just I, I say this to Chris all the time and the, the lads that I go with. TJ looks like he's running with two dumbbells in his hands at all <laughs> times. Like he just looks like he's it's really heavy when he runs. Like he's got he's got extra weight, and I'm not sure what it is. But uh, yeah, it's difficult. I'm like you praise TJ there, but O'Connor for me was by far man of the match. By far, again. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, for, for me, it's probably the um, pro- probably one of the, the, the centre backs. I thought it was just fantastic. Yeah, Paulie O'Connor, hell of a game, hell of a performance, and uh, it was really good to see um, Joe Walsh coming back and, and doing as well as he did. Um, and interestingly, lasting a full ninety minutes as well. Yeah, that that's the positive, isn't it? Um, Joe Walsh has come unscathed, we think, through a 90-minute performance and, and played really well. Um, and like I said earlier, he just, you know, compliments the, the back three at the moment with the, with the left foot, the left-footedness. And, you know, you still got to think, we've got Jacko that, that's got to come back in. We've got Lewis also that's going to come back in. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a lot of competition for, the, for those three places. Obviously, we might at some point revert to a back four as well. So, interesting to see where where Mark's going to go with it, really. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, particularly, like I say, if you go with a back four at the moment, who do you drop? Like, you know, because for me, Ioma stays at right back, Rowan stays at left back. Who do you drop out of Paul O'Connor and Walsh if he's fit, you know? I mean, I've got I've got my ideas. I'd put, I would put Regan to right back and then have Paulie and Walsh at the, at the centre-back. But, but um yeah, that would be if we were going to go for it about that's what I would do. Okay, no, that's fair enough. Um, I mean, I yeah, I, I don't envy Mark Kennedy at this point making those choices, no. but uh, yeah, let's let's move on to the second half because it was it, it well, it's fairly uneventful, really, wasn't it? I don't think we ever felt like we were in in dire need of of rescuing. You know, we weren't clamouring for the final whistle at the end, um, and I don't really think we we had too many chances to make it too, did we? Um, start, well, it was a similar sort of, I think I said this again on the West End Inch show, so go and check it out if you haven't already. Um, a <laughs> little bit of a plug there. Um, yeah, I, I, it was sort of similar to the way we started the second half against Ipswich, I thought. We started like an, with an absolute rocket. Um, mm. we, we, we pretty much, we did the opposite to them, maybe for five minutes or so, but we had them penned in there, sort of, not penned in, maybe that's a bit strong, but we definitely started creating and turning the screw a little bit. Um, I think Ben House was dropping into into much more intelligent positions from a goal scoring point of view. Um, uh, we forced a few early corners, that sort of thing. But then we sort of realised we're actually one the up. We need Barnsley are the ones that have got forced the issue, not us, because you don't want to be done on the counter attack. So, um, and that's how the pretty much how the second half went. You know, it's back to it reverted back to 
the first half, really. They had a lot of the ball. They pinged it around in front of us. Uh, and we sort of hit them on the counter um, every now and again when we could. And to be fair, I think Housey probably could have scored. Um, mm. Yeah, Regan probably could have scored as Actually, well. Actually, yeah, that, that shot from Regan right at the end, it was uh, it was one of those moments when you just thought, ah, oh, it, it was the, the cutback was actually really clever, and I think it was it was Welsh, wasn't it, who who just cut it back to Regan, and uh, yeah, he smashed it. Uh, unfortunately, well over the bar. So uh, why it plays at the back? That's what Mark said, wasn't it? He said that's why I think that's why uh, Regan plays at the back, not up front. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, great clearance, but unfortunately we needed a shot. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, I, I think Barnsley fans frustrated that they they couldn't be a bit more clinical with the finishing um, or, and get a goal, but we're not complaining, are we? No, no. And, and do you know what? Also, credit to the substitutes that came on. I thought all of them did mm-hmm. really well, actually. Um, Garrick put himself about, was, was up and down, and then obviously moved um, centrally. And then um, I thought Charles Vernon actually had maybe one of his better appearances. Um, mm-hmm. Really impressed me with, with his run, direct running at the at the at the Barnsley back line. Um, slipped the ball in for for Housey as well, didn't he? When he when he had that opportunity. And then is there a better man in in the current squad to to bring on in midfield if you need a little running around in midfield than Lars Sorensen? I don't maybe not. Um, mm. Absolute engine on on him. You must have that. Um, engine Ken style that they've got on FIFA uh, do you know what I mean He's, he must have like some sort of boost to his stamina and his work rate and stuff like that don't shake your head look I've just got a PS5 alright I've been playing a lot of FIFA alright um, oh dear yeah uh, yeah no I, I think you know the substitutes are really well timed um, obviously Barnsley have got a richer squad and a, a more deep squad than us and they, they, they brought on Aitchison I thought they, they brought on um Adam Phillips, who, who had really good lo- loan spells with Atkinson and Morgan before, um, but nothing really phased us. They they had one headed chance that went straight into the ground, and then I think they had one low shot as well. But apart from that, didn't particularly make you know you're not going oh what a save rush here at, at yeah. any moment. It just a lot a lot was basically straight at him or you know easy balls out the air, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And do you know what that, that again it comes back to you know I might be accused of brown nosing brush with there because I'm a goalkeeper but just the way he commanded his area when when they were rarely bombarding us and they were chucking the ball in at every stage you know Russia was coming and claiming it and it was sticking that's to me that's the difference between Rushworth and Griffiths Griffiths mm. probably starts punching it a bit more or yeah, it's not quite as good with his handling whereas with Rushy it just sticks to him like like glue um mm. and yeah just a, a a really good defensive performance again on the road which we're becoming a bit accustomed to at the moment. Yeah, well, hopefully, you know, it, it, it continues. Um, we will obviously come on to Port Vale in a minute, but uh, the, the sort of juicy bit of news from today as we record uh, is that the uh, the tickets are on sale probably by the time actually no i'll try and get this out for eight o'clock in the morning so tickets are on sale at uh, 10 a.m on friday so that's the 28th of october um 
They will be made available for gold members on Friday, priced at £14 for adults, £10 for seniors and students-slash-armed forces, and £3 if you're an under-16 for Chippenham Town away. So, yeah, the, the, the pleasing thing about this is that we all thought we were going to get about 300 tickets and it was going to be a mad scramble. Um, they've actually allocated a 750 on the terrace, and then there's apparently a few. Uh, there's a small number of seats in the home area, um, which will be, you know, uh, distributed to uh, to Lincoln. So, interesting one. Uh, ground apparently the majority of the way end is uncovered. So, uh, you know, if it's looking like rain, then you know, take a take the relevant you know, the right clothes. Or if you're a Geordie Imps fan, uh, just what? make sure you take your big coat what? or your big jumper. Uh, what are you doing? Are you, are, you, are, you a, are you a parent telling them all to take their coats to an away day? Then what's got you father Ben? No, mate. It's like you know you don't want to you don't want to make yourself make sure, ill for the next home game. Make, make sure you get your parental slip signed as well, and make sure you <laughs> pay the deposit. Or else you're not so, going. So yeah, if you are if you are listening to this. Um, as it goes live, basically, um, tickets will be on sale at 10 a.m. today. If you're not a gold member, uh, silver, bronze and junior imp members go on sale on Monday. And any that are left will go on sale on Tuesday at 10 a.m. So I can't really see there being any available on Tuesday. Nope. But, you know, we shall see. I'm really looking forward to this because I've been going to Chippenham since I was uh, since I was born because that's where my grandparents. Are, well, are you going down? For the, are you going to go down for the game? So we're going down there. If you know, provided we can get a ticket, we'll be heading down and um, you know, nice little leisurely wander over to Chippenham Town Football Ground and then go back and uh, have uh, have a ridiculously sized tea that she always decides to cook because basically when we get there, it'll be like, oh, here's some cake and here's some sandwiches. And then 10 minutes later, I'll be like, are you hungry? I'm like, no, literally, you've just fed me enough food to see me through the end of the day. And it's like, oh, I'll go and make some more sandwiches. It's ridiculous. You wonder why I'm the size I am. It's, it's why. It's, it's probably one of the reasons why. <laughs> so, yeah. look, I had to say it or you would. So. Uh, no, 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 I'm not. No, I'm not. My name's not Gary. No, I'm not like that, Ben. Um, but no, I'll, I'll see you there, mate, hopefully. Um, I think I'm going to... It's not the most exciting town in the world, I will say that. Basically, it has one street. Um, the high street is kind of everything is on there, and it's it's not it's not huge. Um, have they got a Greg's? You know what? I I genuinely don't know. They've got a Starbucks. Oh, that's fine. That'd be fine. As long as, as long as they've got something to eat and something to drink, then it should be good. And, and to be fair, I think I think if any everyone who wants a ticket will probably get one. I think that Hopefully, will be yeah. how, how it will be. Um, but no, it, it's a it's a game. Obviously, that we're not going to be able to, to. We're not going to get it every week. So it'd be nice to, to feel like somebody else's cup final, won't it? Um, you know, we did the same thing for for Bowers last year, where you know I think we did really well with Bowers. Obviously, they made it difficult for us, but you know I think we gave them the day out they deserved, and hopefully, you know. We can give those Chippenham Town players an atmosphere to play in front of, and 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 you know hopefully they'll have a great day. Obviously, I hope they don't get through. Um, <laughs> you don't want to be the you don't want to be the one side that completely underestimates it. But you know, looking for you know it's a new ground. It will be. You know, I'm sure they're really friendly people um, in Chippenham. I've never been before. I've driven past it. I'm sure, but um, 
no, look, looking forward to it. Hopefully, it should be uh, progression into the second round. And if we don't, then you can blame me. Yeah, well, there we go. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, one thing just c- cutting back actually to the to the FA Cup draw when it was made, it was really nice to see um, next to the the FA Cup logo on the right hand side of the screen. Um, on the left of that was uh, was Nathan Arnold, um, sort of taking the ball before sliding it away. I think so. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, interesting one. Anyway, let's move on to Port Vale because. Um, that's Saturday's game. You know, we, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Uh, so, you know, away at Port Vale, uh, they don't really seem to be as consistent as they'd like to be. Is that fair to say? Um, you know, quite a few draws on the table. Below us in the, in the, in the table at the moment, but, you know, Most probably... Are, I, think, yeah. are. <laughs> I think they'd probably be a team that um, maybe you'd like to compare us to in terms of where we want to be potentially probably finishing. Um, you know, the, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that they, they're going to be challenging for promotion, but potentially from what Mark Kennedy was saying the other day, you know, you've got your, your, your big clubs at the top and then you've nearly got two leagues underneath that in the, you know, the mid table and the bottom half of the table. So um, I think probably... I, I would probably expect to see them in in the, the top of those two mini leagues, if you want to call it that. Um, but, you know, we're, I don't know. You tell me, Jake. Where, where, what do you reckon for Saturday? Um, I've been actually very impressed with Port Vale um, since they've been promoted. Um, you, know, that, you know, you look at the promoted sides that have come up so far. You've got Exeter, who have taken really well to the league. Port Vale probably done somewhere in the middle um, and then you've got Forest Green who well laughably was <laughs> down the, bo- down the bottom um, uh, and who was the other one uh, Ben remind me who was the other team that got promoted Bristol Rovers who was sort yeah, of it was Rovers, on a similar it? sort of um, sort of sort of points table as Port Vale I think actually if Port Vale plays 16 games uh, they can probably get above Bristol Rovers so, so is your, everyone's given Bristol Rovers a lot of credit as to how they're doing this season I think Port Vale probably deserve the same um, mm. obviously they uh, we have to thank Port Vale for absolutely hammering Mansfield and embarrassing them in the playoff final um, <laughs> beating them by I think it was four goals to nil um, mm. I think even an ex-Mansfield player scored in that final so happy days but um, no, under under Daryl Clark, they've been you know the the club obviously they've had um, ownership change over the last couple of years. They were obviously the pretty they were sort of lower half league two, weren't they? When we won the league title the league title a few years ago, they've since had investment from a, a lady that's from the Burslem area, I believe, um, and they've had a lot of funding and, and they were able to get themselves promoted through the playoffs last year, like I say. Um, and Daryl Clark's got them playing some good football. They'll be absolutely no mugs. So you know, you just have to look at the performance they put in on Tuesday night against Ipswich. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whilst we beat Ipswich, you know, not not that we like to mention it, um, <laughs> but they 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 you know they they tried to play Ipswich at football and nearly won. That's how that's you know we can't underestimate Port Vale. They you know, I'm friends of a lot of Ipswich fans and they, they were really complimentary of Vale and the way they played. Obviously, Ipswich went two goals up, Port Vale pegged them back to two each. So, they'll be a fair side. Um, obviously, they've got um, 
little Tommy Pet in midfield. Um, from, little Tommy Pet. Yeah. <laughs> from what so from what I've been told as well, they've moved in, into a defensive midfielder as well. Um, okay. So obviously for us, he was always this sort of box to box or number ten, wasn't he? That that sort of yeah. played off John Akinde or whoever we had up front. But he sort mm. of playing as the the sit the Max Sanders or the Last Sorensen or the Mighty Virtue. Yeah. So being be good to see Tom Pet, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I, you know, I, I, when he comes back to when he comes back to the bank, I'm sure he'll get a, a decent enough reception from folks as well, because he always yeah, uh, he always did his best for for us uh, for sure. But I mean, the thing is, like for me, you know, when I say that this, they're kind of where I would expect us to be or around them, I, it's kind of in terms of it them feeling like a more settled team, you know, that they're. they're they they feel like a settled team and they've got an idea of how to play. They know what to do. Obviously, you know they came up last year, um, and it's the like you said, it's it's the the attitude and the the workmanship of it at the minute seems to be like they're doing the right things in the right way, um, and it's because they've been able to. I don't think, if I remember rightly, I don't think they got rid of that many players in the summer, did they? Not they didn't have a massive overhaul. Um, they were no. pretty late in bringing um, players in. Um, one player that they did bring in that that we that we should be extremely wary of because he's scoring a few goals is um, Ellis Harrison, who mm-hmm. um, was at Pompey with um, John Marquis. Uh, he was with Fleetwood last season. You know, scored six goals I think in eleven to keep Fleetwood up uh, towards mm-hmm. the back end of last year. He's really hit the ground running at, at, at Darrell Clark. He's worked under Darrell Clark before. At, at Bristol Rovers, which is when he was um, his stock was highest. So, um, yeah, they're, 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 like you say, they've not had a massive amount of overturn um, of, of players, but the players that they have brought in, there's a lad they've got from Stoke, I think, Forrester. They all seem to be raving about him at the moment. He uh, is okay. one that they're expecting to probably lose in, 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 in either January or the, the summer based on his, his ability. Um, it's not very often you see players go from Stoke to Vale really because it's a bit of a derby isn't it so yeah yeah it's a it's a bit of a bit of a no-go um but let's get let's get a, a view from a view from the other side I mean you spoke to uh I believe it was Johnny from the Ale and Vale podcast oh, well read then yeah it's almost like I told um, you that before we went live wasn't it yeah, that's that's why I do that, mate. Because I, I know what I'm doing then. Um, but yeah, you spoke to Johnny, um, and that is a like you said before, and that's a decent name for a podcast, the Ale and the Vale. Yeah, it's uh, it's not bad. Good so, Good yeah, let's see uh, let's see what Johnny had to say about looking forward to the game. Um, obviously, then Vale have adapted pretty well to, to life in League One so far this season, uh, picking up quite a few good results, a couple of good performances as well. How would you? assess the, the, the first 15 games or so that you've played so far? It's been a learning curve for us. Um, we've, we have we took the first four or five games as kind of an extended pre-season. Um, we had quite a short break in between the end and the start with, with the season being bumped forward. Um, so we kind of used them first five games as a bit of testing the water. Luckily, we got points out of them. It, it could have been disastrous if not, but we got a few points out of them and then we, we've adapted a bit more. We've played some of the bigger sides that you'd think at the start of the season that are going to be in and around there. And we haven't really we haven't really played a run of established League One teams yet. So like we played Shrewsbury, but then next week we're at Derby and it's kind of like 
you you want to just play a couple of teams like Cambridge, them sort of teams that are just there, just just to just to settle us down and see where we're actually at now. Mm. But it's yeah, we had Ipswich Tuesday. Then what you guys they're always up and around that end. So yeah, I think I think Saturday will, will be a test for both of us. Um, one player that, that I'm certainly keeping my eye on from a, a Vale point of view that, that you brought in over the summer and, and has done absolute wonders um, since arriving at Vale Park, Ellis Harrison, um, scored quite a few goals. Um, I think it's quite interesting with, with, with players like Ellis Harrison, obviously deemed not good enough at, at Portsmouth, but when he goes to a side like Vale, whose task it is to stay in the league, I think you'll find that strikers like that are, are pretty good and, and so far so good for Ellis, right? Yeah, Alice has played with Clark before and Clark got the best out of him in Bristol Rovers, which got him his move to um, Ipswich and then Portsmouth and, and and such like. So Clark is taking a lot of credit for that. He likes doing that. He likes him and getting Alice playing well. But I think the big thing is, he's at a club that values hard work. Mm. So we get behind him and stuff like that. It's Remember, it's probably about 15 years ago, we had two strikers up front, Leon Constantine and Akpo Saji. Constantine scored his 33 goals that season and he was getting booed by fans because he didn't run after a ball into the corner. Whereas Soji ran after absolutely everything and was adored. And it kind of epitomises the city. It's a working class area. So if you're going to run your arse off and give everything, the fans will love you. If you if you deem to be lazy and in inverted commas, then it's a lot harder even after scoring that. So Harrison's just love because of his work rate and he's adding goals to it so who can complain and there we go thank you uh to johnny from the ale and Vale podcast uh to uh you know for, for talking to jake about saturday um and what did you sort of take away from what johnny said jake um well i certainly took away the fact they didn't really like talking about the the 6-2 win that we got there last time we played <laughs> uh, every time i seemed to bring it up he tried to change subject but no um you know, he was pretty, pretty, pretty content to be fair with Vale, and I think he's got every every right to be so. Um, he sort of said to me that that they need to start putting in better performances against the teams that maybe they are not expected to beat, but are competing against. So they've had yeah. some really good results this year. Obviously, they beat um, Derby away from home. They've had results mm-hmm. like that where it's all right to test themselves against the big boys, but they want to see how far they've come against an established League One club. So maybe like us, like a Fleetwood, like um, someone who else has been in the division a long time, Shrewsbury, someone, they want to see, you know, if they're at the level of those clubs, because obviously they don't want to drop back down into League Two, because as we all know, it can be a bit of a nightmare. So, um, yeah, good conversation with Johnny. Um, I think he's... he didn't seem too confident. Obviously, he had to go for a Vale win because he's a Vale podcast. But um, <laughs> it was very complimentary of us and, and, and some of the results that we've got. Um, you know, noticed that we beat Ipswich, you know, we beat Barnsley. And I think he's expecting a, t- a tough game. Um, and I think he should be because I think we're not one that we should expect to win as a fan base, but definitely a game that you earmark to go, right, there's a possibility, a higher possibility that we can get a result from this game. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, I think it's um, you, you might a lot of people are probably going to fall into the trap of oh, they're a newly promoted team. We'll we'll brush them aside. But you know, I think, like I said, I, the thing that I like about them is that they they've got that stability. You know, they've got that consistency in them from last season. And 
we kind of had it to an extent when we came up from from League Two. I mean, we didn't necessarily struggle in the first season in League One. Um, you know, we, we did all right. Um, and I think it's a it's an interesting uh, interesting season for them. Um, you know, I think they'll, they'll they'll be they'll be fine. But hopefully tomorrow, not yeah tomorrow as you people listen to it. There we go. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll get a we'll get a result out of it. Um, what do we reckon? Do we do we think it's going to be another defensive masterclass, or do you think we might switch it up a little bit? You'd like to see us try and be a bit more offensive. It's a game, like I say, that we can probably be, probably not not drop a centre back, but not have to play with the need of a third centre half and wing backs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you'd like to think maybe if maybe try some maybe try something new. Maybe like a, I've always wanted us to go four two three one. I think that would be a really good move for us. Um, having four Danny, three three one. Four two three one. Oh, I thought I thought you said four three three one. I was like, well, no. I'd like to do that as well because that means we've got an extra man on the pitch. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the extra one is the referee. <laughs> um, no, I'd like us to see, to see us deploy four two three one. Maybe with Danny Mandroy who sat just behind House or playing off Ben House um, with Diamond and uh, and maybe a Garrick on the right hand side that, that, that comes in or something like of that ilk. Um, maybe even a, a, a Teddy Bishop when he's fit. When he's fit, Ben. Yeah, when he's fit, yeah. um, maybe play two narrow tens behind behind Ben House. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'd like to see us change it up a little bit. I think you know you've got legs to get into some of the players. Um, Garrick maybe might have a chance of of starting. Um, Lass Sorensen might come into the team. Obviously, he's he's come through at Stoke, so he, he might have a point to prove as well. So. Um, but yeah, it's difficult really because when you're on such a, a run of form where you're picking results, you don't want to change it. But I feel like maybe we might have to, to in order to try and take a bit more dominance of the game. We don't want to let Port Vale completely you know, have the ball like we do with Barnsley and Ipswich and all them. Um, mm. You know, We don't want to have to be countering attacking against those sort of teams. We want Mark you know, Kennedy, when he came in, wanted to play front foot aggressive, passing football and we want to see that in games like tomorrow because Port Vale yes they're newly promoted um, definitely like I say is, is a game we can get something from and maybe you know you throw an attacking player on the pitch take the risk but you know get the reward maybe like another Bristol Rovers um, mm. sort of thing Yeah and, and you know I mean I think we've well just to sort of go back to a little thing we said earlier on you know we, we, we thought in October that this was going to be the game where the more winnable of the of the games that we had, but as it stands in October, we're taking eleven points, which you know. Uh, sorry, no, eight one points. of those eight points. Sorry, I was looking at the uh, the Papa Johns and thinking that was a league one. Sorry, my bad. Yes, we're taking eight points. Um, one, yeah. Sorry, bad maths. Um, yeah, you know, eight points so far could be eleven points on Saturday. There we go. Let's let's yeah. let's try and cover it up with that. Um, yeah, you know, eight points from the game so far this month, which nobody expected that if they you know, if they'd be honest with themselves. And I kind of think the Bolton one should have been a draw. So you mm. know, it's uh, yeah. I think yeah, this this is the more winnable one on paper. But like we said. Don't really know what to what to expect from them. So they'll be a good side. They're they're, they're pretty physical. Um, 
they're, they're a fairly big side as well. Um, obviously, despite having little Tom Petty in midfield, um, <laughs> they play um, with three at the back. So maybe we might, you know, disregard what I completely just said for the last maybe two minutes and, and try and match them up and go three at the back. Um, they, they, we they... always seem to struggle a bit against three at the back last season. So I'd, I'd be interested to see how it pans out. It wasn't an issue on Tuesday night, though, mate, was it? No, I know or that's what I mean. Like... Or against Ipswich, or against Sheffield. But those are diff- those are different types of games, aren't they? Because they're teams yeah. that we expect to they expect to beat us, whereas Port Vale yeah. probably aren't expecting to beat us, are they? So um, no, they're a fairly good side. Like I said, I mentioned Ellis Harrison. Um, they've also got. Uh, a lad called Tom Conlon, Tom Conlon, I think his name is, that plays in midfield. He's a pretty tidy player. Uh, I'm frantically looking at the lineup of their last game just to see who who they've got. Ben Garrity um, is decent as well, um, and they've got James Wilson, who was a, who came through at your favourite team, Ben Man United, didn't he? As a as a kid, uh, not that James Wilson, not James Wilson that played for others, but James Wilson no. that, that that was. Scoring goals in the Premier League, like maybe seven, eight years ago. So, yeah, it'd be, be interesting to see uh, how we get on. Uh, looks like Tom Pep didn't actually start the last game, but um, yeah, the, oh, that's weird. They, they played without a sub goalkeeper on Tuesday night. Okay. That's interesting, isn't it? So maybe if we if we get Paul O'Connor to slip, uh, <laughs> just so smash an, an all, yeah, just a, a, a an put a reducer play. on him, yeah. Just a, a, like in the first couple of minutes, if we get an early corner, and then we are not advocating can imagine, violence. Can you imagine if they have to put Tom Pett in goal? That would be hilarious, wouldn't it? Yeah, but it wouldn't happen, would it, Jake? Oh. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, but in a world of possibilities, you've dragged me down. And, and <laughs> I, I'm going to say Saturday. I think we're probably going to come away two nil. Um, I think <sighs> confident. Uh, I think uh, Danny Manbroy and Ben House will uh, will see us right on Saturday. Um, I think mm-hmm. maybe one or two players get rested from Tuesday night because it's it's been a heavy schedule. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm feeling pretty confident at the minute. Things seem to be on the up, so I'm gonna say two 0 What do you reckon? Uh, I'm gonna say one one. Okay. Um, I think a point on the road would be would be good. Um, you know, just keep the momentum going and to. Well, we've got two home games next week, is it? Atkinson on the Tuesday, and then obviously, oh no, they've got Chipman on the Saturday. So, yeah. But going into a home game against Atkinson, who are having a bit of a torrid time at the moment, um, has to be said. Uh, so, yeah, be, be interesting. Um, mm. you know, I'd take a point, I think, and then go and beat Atkinson, then that's four from two, and then that's two points a game in it, and that means, well, we all know what two points a game means. Means we're getting bloody promoted. So, <laughs> and uh, if anyone is if anyone is going to Chippenham and wants to kind of stay down there, um, it's not too far to Bristol for the game on Tuesday night as well. Um, in the uh, in the EFL Cup, are you doing that? So, then? You, no, we're not. We sadly we've got to come back. We've got too much work on at the minute, so uh, yeah, I need to be home. <sighs> got um, a podcast to, to carry on your back, haven't you, Ben? <laughs> Yeah, the NGB one doesn't really get much love at the moment. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, d- yeah. If anyone's doing that, definitely, uh, definitely check it out. But I think, with that being said, I don't think we've got much else to talk about this week, have we? Uh, no. Just if I could direct people towards the YouTube channel, if that would be possible. Um, we've no, got I'm cutting deep... this bit out. 
<laughs> tell you what, forget the lot of you. Um, no, yeah, we, we, we got, you know, like, like you just heard some of the, the interview with Johnny, but um, the full preview um, is out on the on the YouTube channel that came out at eight yesterday as you're listening to this. Um, and if you fancy hearing what me and Chris had to say on the Barnsley game, that also came out Wednesday night. So, um, go over and check the YouTube channel um, a subscribe if you can. We're doing some good content over there. We're nearly at 700 subscribers, which isn't too bad. Um, so we're getting there. But uh, yeah, any support on that would be massively appreciated. There we go. And of course, I'm not going to forget this because even though I've not made a note of it, it's all up here, mate. Um, if you can, go to uh, go to stacyos.net, go to the pin post, and uh, if you have a few, well, got a couple of quid kicking around in your in your wallet or in your PayPal account, donate it to Gary because he's running the Lincoln 10K at the weekend, and uh, he's an he's a madman. I you know he's doing it with uh, with with Rob Bradley, so um, yeah. yeah. You better get ready for the the finish line. <laughs> Not yet. Well, I've not got it ready now. No, um, but well, you know, I might. I, I don't, to be fair, I don't really know what time the 10K kicks off, so I'll, I'll have to have a look and uh, and try and get there. Because if it's if it's really early, then I'm just going to like text Gary a photo of of like you know the cat jumping on me and waking me up at stupid o'clock in the morning, and then I don't just think anyone wants to see that. What the our cat's lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, all the best to, to Gaz and everyone that's running the 10K at the weekend for all the causes that they're doing it for. Um, Gaz is doing it for the Lincoln City Foundation. Um, well worth it. And there's a, a lot of people doing it for a number of worthy causes. So get on it. I think he's hit over a £1,000 now, which is uh, superb. Um, Jake is currently yawning, which is a good sign for me to wrap it up. Um <laughs> But I don't. I don't think there's anything else we need to plug. I don't think there's anything else that we need to chat about, other than to say we'll see you next week. I think it's. Uh, it might be me and Gaz next week. I'm not sure. But uh, well, until then, won't, won't be bloody me, will it? This is <laughs> me done for the week now. Until then, <laughs> up the imps. Up the imps. as good as it gets on this stage Nissan Townstar EV strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty and with a bench full of all star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all star quality search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.